0: Taylor, listen to Fight Boys. But stop. Turn it off. There's better things to do with your life. Oh. Okay. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional and not so professional wrestling. I'm the Shield Master 5000 himself, Scotty Moore. And I'm just your plaid boy Blake. The plaid is Platt boy. boy. The boy of plaid. The it's boy Platt who was plaid. And we unfortunately do not have Dylan this week. And unfortunately, I'm sorry. I guess we should firstly apologize for uh, me personally should apologize for the fact that there wasn't an episode last week. Because everything got fucked yeah. up with my audio. It's and so right. I couldn't post it. Um, But we can celebrate that we did it. Dustwatch has reached miles.
1: Oh, Oh, we did it, son. We done it. We done finally
0: got it. I mean, we didn't get the follow. We done got. We done got that recognition. We did get the recognition. Of Chuck Taylor telling people to not listen to the fucking podcast. <laughs> we we have our recognition. We have been recognized by Chuckles Taylor. Now I still maintain. Did you they're just coming say Chocolate in... Taylor? Chocolate, t- <laughs> chocolate <laughs> Taylor. Oh my chocolate- God. Tea okay sexy chalky tea sexy chocolate tea. now dude now we know what dust watch this week is gonna be it's prepping chuck to tag team with somebody is sexy chocolate tea who would it be would it be cheeseburger well i don't know why i'm seeing cheeseburger and chuck tea he'd tea have moments. to come
1: out of retirement and also join the indies and it would be mark henry
0: Oh, okay. Thank you. That's what I was thinking. I thought you were talking about cheeseburger. I'm like, cheeseburger didn't retire. I mean, I know Bully Ray beat the shit out of him, and what might be the weirdest heel turn of all time. <laughs> but have you seen the footage of that? I know. I know yeah. we're gonna probably have to rehash a lot of last week's episode because we should talk a little bit about WrestleMania and SuperCard. Um, but l- we fucked up. We fucked up. And oh, Dylan just won about predictions. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we fucked up, Dylan won. That's... We fucked up, Dil- congratulations to the Dylan, you have won predictions. Um, no, dude, that the bully race segment though is still my favorite cartoony bullshit that's ever happened, because most heel turns nowadays are like really dark and brooding, and Mojo Raleigh is like, I still stay hype, but I'm an angry hype now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bully Ray just fucking is about to pile-drive Cheeseburger, and he's screaming out, You know what? The Louisiana Board of Education... Educa- L- L- <laughs> Louisiana Board of Athletics is going to shut this down, and you'll never get your precious Kenny versus Cody. And I was like, "Nothing. Ca- I don't care what they do versus Kenny and Cody. I don't care what happens for the rest of the show. That's my favorite moment of Supercard. God. I mean, oh. should we give like a brief synopsis of what we talked about last week as far as, cause like there was an episode recorded. Yeah, just, I mean if you remember it, cause I don't. All I remember is the fact that me and you have very differing opinions on the Undertaker John Cena match. <laughs> Because you said it wasn't a match. Okay, well, yeah. Firstly, I will go back to that, because I did say it wasn't a match. It will go down in history as a match, much like The Rock versus Eric Rowan at 32 will go down as a match. But to me, it didn't feel like a match. It, it didn't feel a like... And I, I think it's just because, like, the build-up the build up was something that would be awesome for like a a SummerSlam or something that's not WrestleMania but dude you got to have Taker there for the build up you can't just tease us, tease us, tease us, and then be like, "Oh, but Elias is coming out," and then like, "Oh, but wait, now it's Taker," and oh, now, now there's not a real match; it's just kind of Taker beating the shit out of John Cena, which is exactly what people wanted to see. A very drunk John Cena, which is exactly what people wanted to see. I don't know. I I wanted athletic. I wanted an athletic competition between those two. Oh, men. go fuck yourself! If you want that? I did. Dude, are you kidding me? Like Taker versus Michaels, Taker versus Triple H? I wanted that good shit back. But uh. no. I got Taker got five comebacks in WWE 2K18 and hit them all at once. There was no way with that build up where you're going to get anything like this. That that match was probably oh, yeah. the most you could expect because people they wanted to see if people could if Taker could Go with his new hip, and they wanted to see if people were still interested. Oh, oh dude, people are going to be interested no matter what. No, I mean, let's be honest here. The real money match for Taker this year, though, is Rusev Mania in fucking Saudi Arabia in that casket match. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm getting a report. Oh, no, it's actually Jericho Mania. This... Wait, oh, wait, hold on. Hold I'm on. getting, I'm getting another report. Boop, boop,
1: boop, 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 boop.
0: Oh, Nope. It's already back to Rusev. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, hold on, I'm getting another report. It's actually now Aiden English facing the under wait That's hold... really strange. It's back to Rusev. Yep. I'm oh shit, really sure. Shawn it's... Michaels is coming out of retirement to be Oh wait, Rusev again. <laughs> it's Rusev again. <laughs> it's... Have they given like a the actual reason why? that happened no best that uh, all i've seen is speculation best speculation i've seen is the fact that it may have been hard for rusev to get a work visa for saudi arabia oh i didn't think about that yeah like, so i remember when jokingly that was jokingly thinking that he would not be allowed in that country no. so when like when that was kind of put into question they're like chris, chris
1: chris i need i'll, I'll owe you one I know you're having fun in Japan, but Chris...
0: Chris... (laughs) I don't know why, but Sad Vince is my favorite new boy. Chris! Chris, help! Chris, I I need ya, Chris! Meanwhile, Chris is on the phone just like, hey, you remember when I said we should rename the Women's Battle Royal the Sensational Invitational and you told me to fuck off, Vince? Yeah, but it was a dumb idea. Um you know what, fair point, I'll, I'll wrestle The Undertaker fine. It's fine, I mean, it's not like I haven't before yeah, 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 it's, I've done it wait, has he? Yeah, yeah, he did yeah. World Heavyweight Championship reign um, so in other news, dude, Superstar Shake-Up it was equally the most predictable and most unpredictable thing of all time for me um, yes, because all of the, the it's almost like I think that Paige in kayfabe is the best fucking GM that SmackDown has had so far because she cooked all of the bad people from SmackDown and pushed them over to Raw. Yeah, it's just like, hold on, fuck you, the Ascension moved. Scotty, the only reason that we love the Ascension is in the world that we created for the Ascension. Which, by the way, I know I already sent this to you, but I'd still like to talk about it, is the fact that uh, when I was reading the spoilers for Raw, like the recap, it did announce Baron and the Ascension going at the same time, and I'm like, fuck, are they bringing them over together? Vince is taking notes from us! Shit! He's always been taking notes. Half the time when we have good ideas, Vince does them. It's it's always been you, Vince. You did this to us. You did this. Mm-hmm. You. Also, can I just say, poor fucking Chad Gable, because Chad Gable like was like, oh man, they moved my they moved my partner to Raw. Now I've got to be a singles. Co- oh hey, Shelton's okay, cool, yeah, yeah, I can. Me and Shelton can. Re- oh now I'm getting moved to Raw. Okay, um. well, cool. That's where that's where my partner was. So now can we tell? Ta- oh, oh, he's injured. Shit. Fuck. Okay. He's also well- wait. Who's his dad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, who's his dad? <laughs> Hold the, oh, the boat. Yeah. Um, no, let me see. What other ridiculous things? Because there were some ridiculous things that happened. Um, let's see. Okay, can I just say, I was getting really hyped for Natalya and Ronda Rousey versus Absolution in a tag match. I think that actually would have been pretty fun. Yeah, because mostly because I would have liked to see Ronda versus, um, uh, not Baszler. What's her name? Sonya Deville. Yeah. I would have let us see those two square off. But, now apparently they were like, well, we moved the one three-woman group to Raw. We have to move the other three-woman group to SmackDown. It only and makes make sense. One... It only makes sense. Also, I love the fact that they were like, the US Championship is coming to Raw. Wait, no, Jeff Hardy won it and not Jeff Hardy is going to SmackDown. Never mind Okay, can we also say Welcome to the world where uh, of WrestleMania's where half the time when something big happens at WrestleMania, it's gone a week later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm oh, fine wait, with you... with the fact that oh we got that great moment of Jinder Mahal doing a thing, now fuck him again. Oh wait, did you just call that a great moment? <laughs> no. But yes, honestly fuck I'm, it. I'm speaking I'm speaking in Vince terms. But Blake, you do realize that we are only one Drew McIntyre turning on Dolph Ziggler, and Heath Slater turning on Rhino away from a three man band. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Drew McIntyre would ever want that again because of how good he is. Hey, uh, to be fair, there mm, no. I just slowly reevaluated all three of them and was like, "No, they weren't." The best member of that team at one point was, in fact, Hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah, think about the transformation that has happened to Drew McIntyre since he left, and think yeah. about—do mm, I want to just throw him back into that again? No. You remember that What's time wrong? that Kane just killed them all? Oh yeah, and Brock Brock, and Brock definitely killed them all at one oh, point as well. And the shield, they did that. Oh shit, I didn't realize the fucking bar got moved to Smackdown too. Oh shit. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, wait, aren't they competing for the Raw tag team championship soon? We we are the bar, and we're we just going to we're just going to take this championship, the red one, and we're going to move it over to the blue one, and you guys oh, yeah. can have the blue one. You you joke, but man, that might be what actually fucking happens, <laughs> oh and it's gonna be so dumb. Oh god. Um, luckily I think the motherfucking club is gonna get back together now that we have Carl and uh, the Good Brothers fucking back on SmackDown. Also, oh dude, oh god. No, I was just I'm I'm on the WWE Instagram, and I'm going through and looking at you know, who all got taken to SmackDown. And then I just saw this big, tall motherfucker just show up in my face once again. Oh shit. And he ain't gotten better, Blake. He is not aged like a fine wine. His promo, or if you could set sentence with Daniel Bryan, was he walked up to Daniel... Looked over Daniel's head, basically saying "You're short," and then looks at him and is just like, Heh, you're short," and then walks away.
1: God damn it!
0: I know, and uh, you know, you know, everyone was getting excited because Miz got pulled over in the Superstar Shakeup, which was so a you- fun moment. Yeah, so you're finally gonna get that Miz Daniel Bryan rivalry. What we've always wanted, especially since Miz's promo. Nope, Daniel Bryan's probably going to be feeding to a big cast. Maybe it's a slow burn? (laughs) I'm hoping it's a slow burn. But can I just say, I don't know why WWE cannot put Daniel Bryan in a decent rivalry after WrestleMania. Nope. The only... Bryan has only ever put himself in good rivalries, apparently. Yeah, because let's see, after he won the title, it was ah, uh, who should he face next? Kane. Then once he won the Intercontinental title, like who should he face? Necro. <laughs> then like uh, then this year, they're like who should he face now?
1: Big Cass. Be- Who's the hey? Give him the big guy. What well, I forget his name, but he's big.
0: Ryback? Ryback hasn't been the big guy. No, 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 the other big guy. The real big guy. <laughs> yeah. I got no clue. Dear. There's a bunch of them. John Cena? No!
1: Listen, listen to what Chris! I'm telling you. Chris! Listen, come out! Listen to what I'm... The big guy right over there. The, that big guy.
0: Oh. Chris! Chris! He's big in our hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, did you watch the ending segment to SmackDown with Big Cass? Oh, no, I did not get home until well past nine tonight. All right, my boy, let me just break this shit. Oh, I'm scared. Let me just break this down. So, uh, essentially what happened is Daniel got this big comeback. He's taken out uh, Rusev, I think it was and he's setting up for the not the Kinshasa the the high knee or whatever it's called the high knee the high knee he's, the, he's the big old up high, for knee. The high knee and then all of a sudden as the ref's back is turned shinsuke nakamura comes and fucking it honestly from the angle it does just look like he shoves his shoulder into aj's dick it is the highest of, like, low blows. Like, he has destroyed this man's crotchular region on this low blow. Which, by the way, I-, I hate that he's not here to discuss this, but poor Dylan. Shinsuke Nakamura steals your fucking gimmick. Well, Or wait, now do we steal Shinsuke's di- gimmick for Dylan? So Dylan now comes out as the fucking King of Strong Style the Dylan. I mean, is this going to be like peak Nakamura's strong style like before he came to WWE? No. No, I'm just gonna take Dylan's moveset and like Dylan's moveset and replace everything with Shinsuke Nakamura. So you have this tall, nearly seven foot motherfucker coming out and like juice jostling his hands around. <laughs> Okay, um, anyways, so Nakamura comes out, and he shoves his shoulder into AJ's dick. And it's a good thing that AJ has already, ha- has he- he's already procreated at this yeah, point. Yeah, enough times. He has the tattoos on his ribs to prove it. So that happens, and you're like, here's honestly what I thought, and I thought it would be really, really cool if they did this. Shinsuke Upper Dicker's... Uh, AJ. AJ goes down. Rusev and Aiden take the advantage to beat up Daniel. Get the pin. Continue the beat down to where Daniel is unable to move. Now they start to take out AJ. Club comes out, reunites, and then next week you would have the club, AJ, versus, versus Shinsuke and Rusev day. Mm-hmm. Now here's what happened instead, Blake Tanner. Mm. Daniel is about to fucking heinie heinie Rusev, and he's like, oh no, Shinsuke, which by the way, Shinsuke does not even try to hide the fact that he just hit him with a low blow. He has still got his hand, like, in dick region (laughs) as Daniel turns around and the camera shoots to Shinsuke, and he's like, oh no, and slowly pulls the hand away. Like, I didn't do this. This is not my fault. I I do love the way that Nakamura's promos have been going since he turned heel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh. So, uh, then Daniel walks over and is just like, Oh, no, AJ Styles has been punched in the dick. Turns around. Oh, hey, big cast. Boot to the face. Oh. And uh, you know when they hold on something for too long and you can tell something's about to happen? Um, they did that, but nothing happened. They just kept holding on Big Cass, and then they cut to Nakamura and were like, Nakamura, why did you do this? And he's like, no speak English, and then he left, went back to Big Cass, and then held on Big Cass for far too long again. Well that that's basically the ballad of Big Cass just making him look as awkward as possible (laughs) oh dude he is because at one point he's like standing i guess his new pose like to show how tall he is is the fist in the air but also look up into the air i don't know why he looks like superman but not in a good way so he's just doing that for an inappropriate long amount amount of time and i don't know if he just was like Are we off the air yet? Are we? I don't know. And he just kind of turns and then stands over Daniel. (laughs) He says, you know, Uh, fuck you. I'm trying to think. uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think who else, like, got. I'm trying to think of who else got drafted that was also equally a bad decision. I don't. How did how did SmackDown end up looking all in all? Um, here, hold on. I'll I'll get you the full they did get sanity, which means the Bray Wyatt sanity leading thing is probably not going to happen. I don't think Bray's gonna be leading anyone for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um they got oh. They drafted the immortal one. R truth. <laughs> Boy. They, no, they genuinely introduced R Truth as the immortal one and I lost my shit. R Truth was just like, I'm so excited to be on Monday Night Raw! God, For, damn. Like, truth no. Did I I can when they announce the immortal one, I can just imagine them panning back into the gorilla position to Gold Dust, just looking really sad. Be- oh yeah. Cause if anybody's immortal on that roster, it's fucking gold dust. Oh yeah. Let's see. Asuka. Smackdown got Oscar. Alright. Yeah. Um oh, they also got uh, Andre Cian Almas. So like really the NXT call ups, SmackDown one. I like that. Let's see, de bar, de club, de Oscar. Big fucking cast. That that's the one that I'm not so on board with, but okay. Which one, big cast? No, Oscar. Oh, Oscar. Yeah, oh, just super not. I mean, she lost. Oh yeah, well I mean you know if she lost I mean that's that means all the wins before that loss were bullshit. Exactly, that's the it, truth. I'm sorry, but this is WWE. That is what that means. So, Doug, do you, you know remember what... Rusev? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dog, you you know that picture Kylo ran with his shirt off, where his body's all weird and square. Yeah. That's what Big Cass's promotional photo looks like, and it's my favorite thing on the planet. So it's Cass Swallow. It's solo, oh, no. no, actually, you can see him. He's uh, he's talking to Carmella through like the Force Mind meld or whatever. <laughs> She's like, hey, babe, you possibly- looking good with that title? I like what you have. I'm proud of you, baby. And you know who I'm proud of, Blake? Me. Yup. And all of our patrons over on Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can support all of your favorite BS network pro- programs. Whether that be Fight Boys, whether that be a load of BS, whether it be Opposite Attractions, whether it be all of our secret projects that we have in tow. There's like 50 of them. I'm not lying. It's true. <laughs> You And you'll even get to hear some of them. You'll even get to hear them one day. We're kind of like Prince. You know Prince has like a vault of music that he never released? That's us. So, yeah, Prince is, of course, still making music from beyond the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's what Tupac... That's got to be how Tupac did it. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> patreon.com slash loaded Let's do it, babies. Um, get it. So, Now, guys, it's time to move on to everybody's favorite segment, Dust Watch, where last week, since we gave Dustin a very nice reprieve, because we told him since he did our intro that we would ask Carl Anderson to follow us instead, but now we're back at it again. I like how since, like, you've met him a couple of times now, the Dust Watch game has just been upped. Oh, yeah. The Dustwatch game is... Uh, it's its out of this world, my bo. We're my going bro. full dust. Going full dust. Okay. Oh, wow. You know, like, those... Those weird Twitter accounts that are clearly fake and are full of nude women? They are all over our fucking Dustwatch oh. tweets.
1: No, I don't... I
0: don't know what those... Could you... Could you tell me what those those sites are? Uh, Two just of so them I have could... the same profile picture! Just, uh, just so I can avoid them, of course. I think it's because it was part of the one that I tweeted to Carl Anderson, and they were just like, we want to jump all over that machine gun. <laughs> Ooh, he's got the big guns today. Oh, shit. Ryback is accepting wrestling bookings for May, June, and July. Can we bring him on the show to wrestle, Blake? You specifically? No, Maybe? Oh my god, wait. Hold on. Stop the fucking dust watch! Okay. I am on (laughs) bookcameo.com (laughs) And it's one of the websites where you can get a celebrity? Oh my god! Oh? It's, it's a website where you can get a celebrity to send you a fucking video, and Ryback is on it! Ooh, yes. Blake, it's $25. Oh. Do we buy a personalized message to Dustin from the Fight Boys of Ryback asking him to follow us on Twitter? Oh, God, that's such a beautiful waste of money. Oh, my God. Let me see. Um, oh, cool, there's some reviews. Oh, no. I just want to know if I can... Can I save these and use them on Twitter? That's the only question. Okay, you know what? I'm going to keep this one in the barrel for next week, but this week... This week, we we just got to do it plain dust watch. So, sh- what was it? Sexy Chocolate Tea? Sexy <laughs> chocolate- Chucky Tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, at Sexy Chucky Tea, if you teamed with... Okay, who do we think? See, here's the thing. We don't pay attention to Chuck as much as... Uh, Dylan, Dylan does. Dylan does. <laughs> so, let's see what Sexy Chucky Tea's been up to on his... Why don't we just respond to one of his tweets? I think, yeah, that's the way to get to his heart, right? Uh, yeah, we'll just do that. <laughs> he just tweets, playoff basketball, hashtag here they come. Whoops, bought far cry five, all my wrestling appearances are canceled. Should we just reply and be like, Haha, you so right, fucking follow us. <laughs> you so right, fucking fo- Wow, Dylan really is the creative force behind Dust Watch, isn't he? <laughs> Hey, wait till next week where my magnum opus comes to life as Ryback comes in and fucking tells Dustin to follow us. All of, like, all of my information that I have on Chuck Taylor is stuff that I've osmosed from Dylan. It's literally, okay, the tweet is, ha you so right, Chuck, fucking follow us, hashtag dustwatch2018. No, that might be, that's a little too, that's a little too forward, that's the, that's very direct. Hey, haha, you so right, Chalky. You just call, just start calling him Chalky. (laughs) Just start calling him Chalk Taylor. Hey, when are you gonna bring back sexy Chalky T? We all love that guy. Here you're right. It was a little bit do- uh forced, a little bit rough. So I did make it. Now fucking follow us, dude. I think the dude's really what's gonna push it over the edge. Um, then put throw some emojis in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty emojis. Okay. Throw, throw that one hundred in there. Throw the one with the hands going like this. You know, oh yeah, the praying faces. Oh, man. In other news, Blake, the love that taught us how to love is dead. The purest, the truest love. Hey, do you want to know the lesson that I learned this week, Scotty? What? Don't ever propose at WrestleMania. (laughs) It will never work out for you or your reality TV show. No, wait, hold on. Miss Elizabeth and Randy, didn't they propose at WrestleMania and get married at SummerSlam? That turned out well for them, didn't it? You are being sarcastic, aren't you? Because it did not... They were fucking married! They were, like, married for a while. Yeah, but, dude, do you not know, like, how problematic Macho Man was with Elizabeth? Hold on. Let me just do a quick Google. (laughs) Two minutes later. Oh, no. Oh, Scotty, I'm so sorry. Look, Randy Savage is a perfect man, and he never did anything wrong to anybody, including Stephanie McMahon. I'm going to read... Okay, hold on. This is a little bit of a Macho Man legacy story right now. Meanwhile, yeah, fucking Nikki and John... Have, okay, I'm yeah. sure you've read more because you are actually on Reddit, whereas I just pretend to be. What did they say? Like it was because I heard about John getting like cold feet or something. Probably, I, I think a big thing that it also attests to is one of the biggest things in a relationship is if yeah. one of you wants kids and the other one doesn't, and oh, that's just no. up and and that's just how you are. It's doesn't have a good track record of working out. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've heard about that a lot, man. Yeah. So, wait, which and, one wanted a baby, which one didn't? Oh, John Cena does not want kids. Well, yeah, because we're his kids, Blake. Exactly, we are his we're, kids. We are his wrestling babies. Um, And uh, Nikki definitely wants kids. I mean, what? just get Brie to... I don't know, That's not how it works. to have a baby. She she already did? No. no, Now (laughs) now Nikki steals it in a SummerSlam match. No. Okay, I am not... I'm not seeing a lot, but then again, I am just on Wikipedia of Miss Elizabeth, and all I'm seeing is when fucking Lex Luger beat the shit out of her. Oh. And... And and there were a lot of a bad stories wheelchair. that went around. Anyways. Yeah, there were a lot of bad stories that went around backstage. Like, he would um, kind of, he would force her to never leave the house. Like, all of her drug habits and ev- her eventual death were kind of spurned and started by Macho. They did not have a good relationship outside of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, man, it was good for a while, though. Actually, hold on. I think it was probably mathematically good for about six years, which is exactly how long John and Nikki were together as well. Yep. Man, is there... Okay. Number one couple in wrestling go... Oh, shit. I just realized it's the most annoying one, too, and it's Stephanie and Triple H. Yeah. They are my number one couple. Well, okay. If we're talking outside of kayfabe, that is easily... The number one couple. Oh yeah. In kayfabe, Fabe though. It's Alexa Bliss and Larry Sue, her pig. Larry it, Steve, I'm sorry. I I don't even the the pig is not K Fabe though. The pig no the pig's not real. It's K Fabe pig. Pig Fabe. <laughs> um, Scotty, I just sent you a new update to the famous SmackDown um picture. I'm sending it in the uh in the Hangouts chat. Just want to show you that. Come on! Ah, I'm sorry! I, I just. I'm, I, Apparently, you don't know that Alexa Bliss's pig did star in the film Fabe 2 Pig in the City. Blake, that one got me. Come on, God give me a courtesy it. laugh. No, it was good. It was really good. It it's was like, babe, babe, Fabe, you get uh, Anyways, let me pull up this fucking SmackDown image that you're pulling for me. I mean, see, the thing with, like, most wrestling couples is you have to be somehow able to get over the jealousy of, Oh my god, this image is the best! They've they've updated it every year since the original brand split. Oh, that's so good! Uh... <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying, like with wrestling couples, you have to somehow get over the wow, she's very attractive and I'm jealous of him factor, so they have to work well together, which is why, like, Triple H and Stephanie, Stephanie's a beautiful woman, Triple H is a funny, charismatic guy, so I'm like, yeah, those two are fine. Fucking Buddy Murphy and Alexa Bliss? No! Makes me angry. <laughs> okay. Uh, Carmel and Big Cass No <laughs> You sc- barrel-chested son of a bitch No listen, listen here, you tall, square bastard You tall, square motherfucker Miz and Maurice Miz learned I don't know if he learned French to speak to Maurice Or if he already knew French But that that's a real man right there I approve Yeah you don't fuck with Miz. Also, by the way, um, this is kind of rough, but Miz did call it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime I went to a comment section talking about Mi- or uh, Cena and Nikki breaking up, they were all like, Miz totally called this. Uh, it's okay, because I'm pretty sure the next comment down you saw was, oh, it's all right, Cena has a backup, and then it, it shows Breezy Bella. Oh. Uh, now, I uh oh, I just realized like for a while there I was getting upset cuz I've only seen the Undertaker. Oh, well, I guess my my track record's a little bit better of uh of Undertaker matches cuz it used to be uh, of all the WrestleManias I went to Taker only won at one of them, but now I have an even worse track record at Wrestlemania, which is 100% of all proposals I've seen at Wrestlemania (laughs) have ended in a very sad manner. Oh, Wolf. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. My my headphones fell out. It's alright, buddy. Oh... Oh man, but think just, about like think about how much damage that's going to do. Like they can never show that again on promotional material. I don't well, I don't see a reason why they would though. They don't want to just be like, also you remember that one time John Cena proposed to the woman he's not going to marry? Well, no, I think beforehand when it's like, oh, WrestleMania is for moments. Look at these great moments. John Cena and Nikki Bella fucking proposed, and uh, like two years later, they got married at WrestleMania. They're not going to be saying that anymore. Oh, yeah. What's the best? Do you think they would have gotten wrestled at Mary Mania? Wrestle married? Wrestle married. I don't know. You may now pin the bride. You may now pin the bride. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That reminds me. I think I just figured out my favorite wrestling couple. I just remembered my favorite wrestling couple of all time. And okay, hold on, fact. hold on, hold on. Okay, I think I know who my favorite wrestling couple is as well. Okay, on the count of three, say them at the same time. Okay. Male first. Okay. One, two, three. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, Gargano and Candace yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes! Best friend test complete. <laughs> oh, I knew it because they're great. I like how quietly we both started. We were both like, Johnny, Car- Johnny. God, <laughs> and Candace, Lorette. No, because it. It, at first it was going my because I thought about Joey Ryan and uh, Laura, Cl- is it Laura Claire James that he's getting married to? Yep. And just because of their proposal, I was like, oh, dude, they're mm. really up there. But then I remembered Johnny and Candace, and I was like, yep. oh no. It's over, you have to and I think you have to respect like just how great and like humble and not jealous of a dude Johnny Gargano must be for the fact that Candace and Joey uh teamed for so long together, yeah, but Joey's such a nasty pervert <laughs> that you're that it's it. The best way I could describe it is because his character is such a nasty pervert, I automatically assumed Joey Ryan to be the kindest, nicest human being on the planet. I'm other actually the- pretty sure that's closer to truth. Yeah, other than the time when I went to a show and he refused to give me a fucking lollipop, that piece of shit. It's because he knew you wanted it too much. There is actual footage of me on the internet that I will put in the episode right now. Of me chasing after Joey Ryan's lollipop until he gives it to another man. Oh man, that's gonna make for great podcasting. That's a great podcast. <laughs> we did a good podcast this week, guys. We did wrestling. We did wrestling, and Scotty talked about going after a man's blow pop. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay. Anything, has anything helped happened in wrestle? Because I was going to talk about Bray Wyatt, because they were having the rumors about Br- Bray Wyatt and, uh, like, leaving Matt to join Sanity. But now that Sanity is, like, coming to SmackDown, I'm like, well, that's not happening anymore. Um, fuck if I duck and know You're the Reddit boy! You're the one who should just be like, someone complained about Mark Henry in the Hall of Fame today. I mean... If you want to go like sad, this is from when we're recording this, uh, Rosie passed away a year ago. I did see that. Wait, a year ago? Yeah. It wasn't a year ago. Rosie's a year ago been... today. Rosie has been dead longer than that. Hold on. That's a cruel thing to say about a man, but I'm almost positive he's been dead longer than that. Matt, um. Holy shit, mm-hmm. he did! Yep. Ten days after his birthday. Oh, that's real sad. How about the happy one, which was Roddy Piper's birthday? Was like yesterday, so we'll go with that one. Yep, that's a that's a that one's happier. That's it is happier. This is this is a day to honor a great man, Rosie. But let's 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 honor Rosie and Roddy together. Rosie and Roddy, the greatest tag team that never was. Have we discussed on the show like? Do you remember where you were when you heard Roddy Piper died? I do. Because people have that shit with like 9-11 of I remember where I was when I heard about 9-11. I remember about this. I remember about that with Pearl Harbor. Meanwhile, with me, I'm like, I remember where I was when I found out uh, Dusty Rhodes died. I remember of where I was when I found out Roddy Piper died. Yep. Uh, Dusty, I was eating pizza, and then I won a crane game out of the arcade in honor of Dusty. And then, uh, Roddy, I was doing deadlifts, and then I found out, and then I started doing deadlifts, but a lot more upset. Yep. I was, um... I was at... I was at work at the zoo. Oh, shit. I first, I forgot you worked at the zoo, but damn, Yeah. Um, because I was on my lunch break, and I was just popping on Reddit, and that's when I found out that Roddy
1: had passed away. I was... I had spent the night at your apartment
0: the night that I found out, that we found out that the Ultimate Warrior had died. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, it's weirder for me, because I had seen him in person three days prior at the WWE Hall of Fame. Yep. And had spent the following two days talking shit about him. And then I found out and was like, oh, no. I'm happy I don't record a weekly podcast that I would have to edit this out of. I I was just looking over at when famous wrestlers had passed away, and I just found out that Andre the Giant, he passed away a few months before I was born. That makes me real sad that I was not on this earth at the same time as Andre the Giant. Oh, good, I was, though, for, like, five months. Wait, Blake, do you think he... you are you are the reincarnation of the giant? I don't know if that's how that works. How... And if it is, then this is karma playing a really bad trick on the man that used to be Andre the Giant. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, now you are now Andre it's... the medium. Now it's Blake the under-average height man. <laughs> Oh, man, I want that to be your new JWF gimmick. Blake the under-average giant. Look at him. Man, he's just, he is just below that curve. The eighth average of the world. Blake Tanner. But you know what's nothing less than average, Blake? Our Oh, I know
1: what's nothing less than average, and it's another part of me. My
0: heart, it's (laughs) an enlarged heart. It's enlarged, I have problems. <laughs> but I'm talking about our wonderful t-shirts over at merch.loadapurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.loadapureBS.com. That's where you go to get your official JWF and Fight Boys merchandise. You got shirts letting people know if you're a fight boy or a fight girl for life. You got shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars, whether that be the rat the dastardly rat sentient. Bastards. Or of course, yes, or of course, uh, we got shirts for Canada Charlie, the Lumberjack, the JWF champion himself, Blake Tanner, all your favorites, all available over at merch.loadedpurebs.com, which means, Blake, it's now time to cut it on over to everybody's favorite commentators, Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs, for an episode of JWF that we definitely, definitely did not record last week. Yep, this of course. Is. This is brand brand spanking new, even though Dylan randomly appears in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. Now, I mean, Captain Tibbs, we are heading off of the heels of a amazing Wrestlepalooza. Tibbs, what did you think about it? It was good. I liked it. had fun. A lot of good times. Yeah, Tibbs here. That's right, Captain Tibbs, and of course, I mean, you had an amazing match against the Dylan that saw you defeat him, we saw, uh, we saw tag team partners turning on one another when, of course, we saw the brunch boy himself, Baron Corbin, turn against Guy Fieri, his own partner, and allowing the Ratsension to get the JWF tag titles. I mean, Tibbs, what, how did you feel about that? Not great. All right. I, well, yeah, you certainly didn't have a good opinion of it that night either. I had a lot to that night going on. <laughs> you had a very I, emotional night. Of course, you got to see your son, your son, Canada Charlie, win the JWF Captain's Championship. Now, does this mean you would officially declare him to be your child or something?
1: Well, I think I already have in my heart but I just want him to talk to me again.
0: Uh, I don't know if he'll do that. He's not... I don't think he likes you that much, Tibbs. But anyway, speaking of the Rat Ratsension, the Rat Ratsension are in our ring right now to celebrate their JWF Tag Team victory. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to bow down. Get ready to bow down because the Rat Kings are here. You know, they say everyone has their own journey to the top. And you all know how long our journey's been. You know how much we've put up with to get here. And you all know that it took a little help to get us here. Ain't that right, Victor? Eh, yeah. Yeah, that's why we're out today to thank the man who made all of this possible. We're here to thank the man who put these tag team belts over our shoulders and that man well hell he was our opponent. Turns out old Brunch Boy finally smartened up didn't he? Finally came back to his brothers. His brothers of the WWE and that's why we want to bring him out here. Brunchy! Brunchy come on down! Oh and Tibbs there he is the Brunch Boy himself Baron Corbin. He does not look happy about, uh, what happened. I don't think he looks happy about the rat cinching having those belts either, though. All right, first things first. Connor, Victor, you are not my brothers. I didn't do what I did last night because I care about you. I didn't do it because, oh, the WWE. That's my home. I did it because just like I know you two aren't my brothers, I know Guy Fieri isn't my brother either. You want to know how I know? Because weekend and week out, Guy Fieri wouldn't look at me like a partner or as a friend, no he would look at me with fear. The fear that one day I was going to turn, that I was going to go against him, that the lone wolf would emerge, and so Guy Fieri never trusted me, not once he didn't care about me he was afraid of me so at Russell Palooza, i made sure to give guy something to be really afraid of but guy believe me that fear that fear in your heart it's not going away anytime soon because i'm not going to stop oh and tibbs here he is guy fietti baron corbin's former tag team partner. How do you think Guy is reacting right now? I don't know. He's probably sitting back eating some chips. Alright, let's hear what Guy's got to say. Really, Baron? Do you think I'm afraid of you? You think I'm afraid of some WWE reject whose greatest accomplishment is getting his ass beat by John Cena? No. I'm not afraid of you, Baron. But I will say this, I certainly never liked you. Never really been a fan of brunch. always preferred a big stack of flapjacks for breakfast. But you know, there is a problem I'm having. And that problem is that I still have a tag team title shot. I still have my rematch. And if you aren't gonna join me, that looks like I gotta find a new partner. So, hey! Hey, everyone out there, who wants to team with Guy Fieri? Who wants to be partners with me? Let me see. Anyone out here want to be champions? Let me... Hey, kid, 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 come here. Yeah, what's your name? Nicholas? Uh, yeah, nah, that, that does seem a little bit dumb to just grab some 10-year-old out of the crowd. How about this instead? How about I show you guys a real partner? My real partner because he's a man that loves flapjacks just as much as i do in fact just this morning me and him were sitting down and we had ourselves a massive lumberjack breakfast oh my god timbs it's the lumberjack the lumberjack has emerged and he's attacking connor and victor from behind Oh, and it looks like Baron Corbin trying to roll out of that ring, trying to escape the wrath of the Lumberjack. I mean, Tibbs, you've been in the ring with this man. He is horrifying. What do you think? Big scary, man. Tibbs hiding out. All right. Looks like the Lumberjack putting the boots to the rat cinch and stacking them on top of each other. What's he doing? Oh, my God. Hitting the flapjack on both of the JWF Tag Team Champions. Looks like Baron's trying to escape, but ooh. Guy Fieri nails him with a snack attack. Tibbs, let me tell you something. This is a horrifying alliance we have right here. As Guy rushes into the ring, holding the Lumberjacks hand high, as these two, these two friends come together to fight against the WWE. Now, Tibbs, I mean that's that's heartwarming, I'd say, to say the least. Oh. I mean, t- I mean, of course, last night I'm sure you were worried. Wondering what would be next for Guy Fieri, but it seems like he's got something. He's got a partner waiting for him.
1: I I wasn't,
0: but yeah, it's good for him. Well, Tibbs, speaking of things that we weren't expecting, we, of course, weren't expecting Honeypot, your faithful interviewer, our faithful friend, to come out during your match last night, but Tibbs, something seemed wrong with Honeypot. You gotta explain this.
1: Okay. So listen, Honey Pot may or may not possibly have a demon, literal demon, possibly inside him, within him, that may or may not have been locked away by a certain god of the JWF and Captain Tibbs himself over here, and he's very scary.
0: But now he's awoken and it looks like luckily he's going after Well them.
1: Yes, yeah, one would say he is broken out of his captivity. <laughs> yes.
0: It yeah, uh, looks like he is awoken and he is actually uh, he's actually set his sights on the Dylan. And the Dylan is actually backstage with one of our newest interviewers, Don McDonald. And let's hear what they've gotta say. Hello, everybody. Don the Don McDonald here with the Dylan. Now, Dylan, after your defeat at the hands of Captain Tibbs last night at Wrestlepalooza, what's next for the Lord of the Smarkside?
1: You're honeypot.
0: Oh, my God. Dylan grabbing Don, tossing him against the wall. Oh, my gosh. And ooh, tossing him clean across that corridor into a wooden table. Oh, Dylan is going crazy, rushing through our backstage area. This is chaos. Oh, but it looks like we've got another interviewer coming towards him for some answers.
1: Uh, hey, hey, everybody. This is Melvin. I'm I'm the intern here, and
0: I guess I'm here with the Dylan now. Oh, man. Uh, Dylan, Uh, it seems you're upset over the actions of what Honeypot did you last night. Is there, is there any way you could... Oh, God! Oh, God! Dylan hitting Benny with a big, massive upper dicker. Ooh, spearing him into that TV monitor, standing behind them. Sparks are flying. Tibbs, let me tell you something. This is some property damage that the Dylan is causing as he rushes further backstage. Oh, and it looks like he's been approached by one of our top interviewers, Silverback Monsoon. Let's hear what they've got to say. Hello everybody. Silverback Monsoon here with my trusty knife. And get the fuck back. Now, Dylan, I got to ask you some questions. Elaborate on- oh, oh, shit. Oh, and Silverback cracked across the skull by a fire extinguisher. It looks like Dylan picking Silverback up, choke slamming him into that concrete, bashing his small body against that metal exit door. Oh, my gosh. And Dylan looks like he's winding up for a big upper dicker. I, I mean, this is going to be absolutely vicious if Di- no one can stop Dylan. RAGE! Oh my god! Ladies and gentlemen, it looks like Honeypot, Honeypot blindsided Dylan from behind, tackling him to the fore. Looks like he saved, saved Silverback Monsoon. Now Hun- Honeypot just raining fists of justice down onto the Dylan. This has got to be months of built-up anguish in the mind of Honeypot. And it looks like he's picked Dylan up and, ooh, a big suplex through a nearby table. Dylan just on the ground in pain. That that cannot feel good, Tibbs. Oh, it looks like Honeypot's actually grabbing the microphone.
1: (laughs) Hello. Hello, everybody. Honeypot here with with the ever-approaching darkness that will consume the Dylan and all the JWF. Now approaching darkness... Do you have any words for the Dylan that lays here at your feet?
0: Oh, I have
1: just one word for the Dylan. And that word, Dylan, is revenge.
0: Alright, we might want to cut away from that. What the fuck? Tibbs! the, The fuck is up with him? Oh, God in heaven.
1: It's even worse than last time.
0: Oh, well, um apparently Dylan did Hey, try. we got
1: those life insurance policies, right?
0: Uh well Alright, well I guess we don't have much time oh, here. Ladies yes, and a bit. I guess we don't have much time here, oh. ladies and gentlemen. So let's talk about our JWF champion, Blake Tanner, who of course last night he, last night survived a massive onslaught from Scotty Moore in that amazing 30-minute Iron Man match to come out on the other side as the JWF World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, uh, Tibbs, what did you think of that match?
1: A club banger, Sills. It was a great match. Very interesting. Uh, tons of survivability from Blake Tanner. Scotty Moore showing some really great, terrifying offense. Great match all around.
0: That's right. And Blake Tanner is in our ring right now, and it looks like he's got his title, and he's ready to celebrate. Let's hear what he's got to say.
1: I told you. I told each and every one of you that Wrestlepalooza was going to be history. We were all going to make history at Wrestlepalooza. Momoa Curry toppled The Undertaker. Canada Charlie won the brand new captain's championship. Even I was surprised with that one. And you know what? At the very end, you saw me outlast Scotty Moore for 30 minutes to stand here tonight as your reigning, defending JWF World Heavyweight Champion. You know, it was wor- I was worried there for a little bit. It was probably the hardest thing I'd ever been put through. There were times I wasn't even sure where I was anymore. Half the time, it was nothing but instinct. Telling me, kick out. Telling me, I had to survive. And I did survive. I survived things that would break normal men ten times over. I would sur—I survived against things that would make even gods tremble. I kept getting back up, no matter what was thrown at me. And there was a point in that match that I realized none of this was about the title anymore, really. It wasn't about this title that I'd worked so hard to achieve, worked all my life to to have the honor of holding in front of you everything that I'd worked to protect. It was about showing Scotty Moore that I could survive everything he threw at me and keep coming back for more. For a minute there, near the end, Scotty, he was getting all of those pinfalls back. It was 3-3, three to three and I knew that I had to do any and everything. <laughs> I had to act fast. And that's why, that's why I took Scotty Moore's skull, and I had to bash it against the concrete with a BDT. I left him laying on the ground. Before he knew what hit him, 30 minutes were up, and his shot at the championship was gone. So it was, it was an admirable fight last night, but at the end of it all...
0: Oh, and Tibbs, there he is. The former number one contender to the JWF Championship, Scotty Moore. And it looks like he is not happy with the, wor- with the words that Blake Tanner is saying. Let's hear what he's got to say. Re- really, Blake? You survived me? You outlasted me? Is that... Is that really the story that you're having to tell yourself just so you can sleep at night? Now look, I know I'm bad about rewriting history. I know I'm bad about changing the story to make me seem like a hero. But Blake, we can all go back and watch that match. All these people out here can easily search it and watch what really happened. Because as that clock ticked down, ten, nine, eight, seven... All the way to one. You were on the ground. Staring up at me. And when that clock finally went off. Were you standing on your feet like the triumphant hero. Staring down at the beaten body of Scotty Moore. Were you the conquering hero holding your belt high above your head? No, Blake. When that clock finally dinged you got my foot in your face and you went down like a bitch. So you can say that you outlasted me all you want, but we all know the truth. We know that you got lucky. You got saved by the bell because if that match was 31 minutes long, I would have gotten that pinfall and then another and then another and then another and then I'd be standing here as the JWF World heavyweight champion, but no, 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 no. Instead, instead, you got lucky. You got saved by the bell, and that means that means now you get to stand in that ring and say that da 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 da. da. Well, that was sorry, sorry, Blake. Something's up with my microphone. I, that's just really weird. Let me try that again. Um, as I was saying, you get to stand. In the ring before everybody and say d Whoa Guys, I'm sorry. I'm uh, let me see, is it something something wrong with a microphone? I don't know what it could be. Here, let me try it one more time. Anyways, you get to stand in that ring and say Feed me more. Oh my god! Tims, it is right back. The Rodback right has the JWF appearing from behind Blake, pummeling the champion over the head with a big clothesline. I mean, Tibbs, did you hire this guy? How'd he get here? Who is that? It looks like the Ryback.
1: The it who? looks like
0: Scotty smiling, walking to ringside as Blake slowly makes his way to his feet, trying to put up a fight. But ooh, the big meat hook clothesline sends Blake Tanner to the ground. Ryback pumping his fist as Scotty walks up onto the apron, smiling. (laughs) A massive smile as he, ooh, Ryback picks up the champion, Blake Tanner, into the air, marching around the ring with him on his back. And ooh, the shell-shocked, putting Blake Tanner against the mat. Meanwhile, it looks like Scotty Moore just scooping up the JWF title, holding it high as he joins the big guy in the ring, and the two raise their hands Tibbs this is a demonic alliance that's being formed here
1: I still don't know why is that big baby in the ring
0: Tibbs I couldn't tell you but it looks like there's something some amazing debuts and some amazing stories that are about to be told next time on JWF Monday Night War so Blake Tanner it's been an episode what did you Uh, learn this week buddy I learned that um, the Louisiana Board of Education is going to shut us down and teach (laughs) us about sexy chalky tea. The Louisiana Board of Education gonna get you. (laughs) What'd you learn? And I learned that I am John Cena's real baby. I am the real child (laughs) of... I am John Cena's baby and Blake Tanner is reincarnated Andre the Giant. Uh, Oh, so... Hey, Scotty, uh, you want hey, a peanut? I don't a, <laughs> <What> a peanut. <laughs> uh, so, Blake, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me with the princess. Uh. <laughs> you can also find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Instagram. And you can find me uh, doing the things that we do on the BS Podcast Network. Do that and I thing also you do. do, and we also do things on the Darkroom Vidya. That's the YouTube. That's Darkroom V I D Y A, where some friends and I we play video games and we're bad at them. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on, currently browsing the dead Wikipedia, dead wrestler Wikipedia article to see who I am reincarnated from. Uh, and then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E. M.O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. Queezle Corp. Quizzle Corp Risen. Soon, Queezle Corp Revelations. The third in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be out there, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to pick them up. And make sure to check out all of the other BS Network products wherever you can find podcasts. There's a load of BS, the show where me and Blake... Or just assholes for an hour. And then opposite attractions where me and my buddy Jim Murphy attempt to build our own theme park. We're nearing the end of season two. We're about to get into season three. Super fucking hyped for that lady. Okay, I have to put down my phone. I have to put down my phone. I'm like, no, they all died too early. I can't be balls Mahoney. Damn it. Um, and then, of course, make sure to pick up all the merch you'd like over at merch.alodepurebs.com. Throw us some cash if you like over on the Patreon page. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at alodepurebs.com. Buy our merch at merch.alodepurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for... LIKE!